What do you want? You're locked on to the big show, presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. It is the big show. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Happy Jazz game day. Nuggets are in town. I'm excited to see Nikola Jokic versus Rudy Gobert. Yes. Gordon, that's yeah. the one matchup, right? It is. Uh, well, normally you would, you know, uh, Murray and and Mitchell, but obviously that's that's not happening. But Jokic is such a maybe. Do you think people don't like him? Because I like him. Just from a standpoint of his demeanor on the court and the way he plays hmm. is really unselfish, even though it seems to me like he could score more if he wanted to. If people don't like Nikola Jokic, I would encourage them to change that because he's a fun, fun player to watch play basketball. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. He's very gifted. Uh, well, last year in the bubble, the Jazz and Nuggets gave us a series uh, that was fun and entertaining, and uh, it was a roller coaster for everyone involved. And our guy, Ron Beck, joined us now on the phone. Ron is a longtime member of the Jazz statist- statistician crew here in the NBA. And Ron texted me earlier this week, Gordon, and said, Hey, at some point, we got to talk about our experience in the bubble. How many days were you, quote unquote, stuck? In that bubble there, Ron. Okay, so I need to correct you first, Austin. We weren't there to the bitter end. We were there about two weeks short of the bitter end. <laughs> so we were there for 62 days. Uh, wow. Did you? Uh, how did you survive? Uh, Gordon, it, was, it wasn't easy. But before we get into this, I need to correct a statement that uh, Gordon made Uh-oh. yesterday concerning, <laughs> concerning John Stockton and the so-called or uh, uh, alleged Homer assist he got when he was playing in the home court. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, for, first of all, the uh, Stockton had 51% of his assists at home, so 49 on the road. But at home, the Jazz shot about 5% better than they did on the road, which led to more opportunities for assists and more opportunities for made baskets. So... <laughs> Sorry, Gordon, but no homer job. <laughs> okay, so I was kind of kidding when I said that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, I'm duly corrected. You, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, the old, uh, the whole uh, poisoned pizza story, where for years and years and years, that pe- the pizza had been poisoned, according to Michael Jordan. And so finally, last summer, Craig Fight, the guy that delivered the pizza here in the Salt Lake Valley, came on and set the record straight. He's like, I've had enough of all this rumors. I'm going to tell the truth. And so Ron's Ron, coming after thanks you. For, thanks for telling the truth. We, <laughs> we, we, we do appreciate that. Well, let me ask you this. How, what's it like doing your job? Uh, it's difficult. Uh, you, you, you don't, your eyes don't leave the court. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're tracking everything. I mean, people, 
people don't understand or don't always know exactly everything we track, but points in the paint, points off turnover, second check points, uh, fast food points. I mean, it's not just who made the basket and how they made it and who changed the score, but it's everything associated with that. And so we do about uh, almost 700 transactions a game. And uh, it it used to be that – the league would review us if somebody got something really high. You know, if uh, Carl Malone would have scored 63 points like he did, then they would have said, let's take a look at that and make sure that everything is is kosher. Same thing with assists. If Stockton got 20 assists, they would actually review the tape and say, let's make sure that this stack crew didn't give me more assists than he was due. <laughs> Today, New Jersey monitors everything real time. Just like they do the official review, if there's a review of something, and they go to the to the official review and they talk to somebody in Secaucus, New Jersey, who are watching it on the screen, they do the same thing with us with assists. So I have one of my crew that's a video replay coordinator, Brady Cotton, who his whole job he has one headset on one ear that's talking to us, his other headset is on the other ear is talking to New Jersey, hmm. and about ten to twelve times a game. New Jersey will have us change something that they believe was different than what was recorded. But oftentimes, you know, we're doing it in the heat of the moment. We're not sitting there and rewinding it and watching the play four or five times from eight different camera angles like they are. So we're just trying to get it right as best we can. Brady has the opportunity to do some video replay on our end as well to see what really happened. But the stats are never more, more accurate than they are today. When did they start doing that from New Jersey? Has, is it very recently, or has it been a few years? It's been about four or five years. Okay, so back in the, you know, not to drug up this, this subject again, but back in the Stockton heyday, that wasn't happening. No, yeah. no, not at all. In fact, the, what, they, what they did before they went to, to real time is they would have somebody review. So we would keep stats for a game, and then somebody in New Jersey would sit down and watch that exact same game and make sure that we entered the stats correctly. Wow. And so I think I can think of a worse job than, okay, I'm going in and I'm going to watch five games, and all I'm going to do is try to track uh, uh, statistics to make sure they're entered right. Now they're done real time. Like I say, they have seven, eight camera angles they can look at. And about ten times a game they'll, they'll say, hey, we think that assist really should have gone to this guy instead of the other guy. You know, and it's interesting, as they started doing that, they also started changing how some of the assists were kept. Uh, for example, well, and, and part of it's because of the way the games changed. I mean, back in Stockton and Malone's era, did we ever have any floaters? Did we have any step-back shots? It was pretty much just jump shots, hooks, and that was about it. So now on assists, assists is a, is a basket, the pass that leads directly to a basket. If somebody throws a pass to somebody and they catch it, and then step to the side to avoid the defender. Who who really created that opening to make that shot? Was it the pass, or was it the the guy who stepped to the side to get away from the defender? Well, they believe as long as the guy steps across to the side, the guy who threw the ball is still going to get the the assist. So they changed a little bit how assists are kept, but uh, they're doing it across the league and. I think all it would have done was added more assists to Stockton and, and give Gordon more something else to complain about. But uh, it, it's different how they've changed a little bit of the statistics. 
Ron, we debate all the time about Rudy Gobert's uh, impact and importance and kind of the bugaboo that there's not the one stat, at least, that we can find that really, truly shows how a guy like Rudy Gobert can and does impact the NBA game. In your opinion, what is the best stat to point to for a guy like Rudy Gobert? I think it's it's how he protects the rim, you know, and, and, and unfortunately – that doesn't show up in your in your stats a lot because you only shows up if you get a block. Doesn't show up how many times that he actually made time. I mean, you see it all the time as you're watching the game. Some some guard will dribble in there, get ready to do a little photo shot, and all of a sudden Gobert will start coming towards him, and he immediately backs right back out. You know, the same thing used to happen with with Mark Eaton. I mean, I used to watch some of the Jazz games or some of the practices when Eaton played, and when the opposing coaches would come in, they would talk about how impactful. Eaton was kind of like if you think you're going to be free in the lane for a shot, you're wrong. Mark's going to come and block it. So don't even plan to take it into the key and try to make that shot because Mark's going to block it. He never got the respect, I don't think, from the league or from the fans, but the assistant, you know, the the opposing coaches most definitely had his attention. So, Ron, I got to get your opinion on what Austin and I were talking about earlier, the best jazz teams of all time. On my list, I have the 96-97 jazz second and the 97-98 jazz first. Uh, Really, uh, reasonable people can go either way on these two. Or maybe you have a third choice. I don't know. But do you have an opinion on those two teams? No, I listened to your list, and and I think you were right on. I mean, that that 98 team, uh, I've said before, I don't think they lost the game uh, here, game six, with uh, Jordan still in the basketball and, and going down and hitting the jump shot. Uh, if you recall, uh, after Stockton made his, his three-point shot, they, they called timeout, and, and they came in, and in four seconds, Jordan scored a layup to set the lead to one. It's kind of like, four seconds? Seriously? Somebody couldn't play defense on him for more than four seconds? But had they have taken, you know, even 10, 15 seconds, and then they stole the ball, they would not have had time to for Jordan to come down and get the type of shot that he did. So I think they really lost that game uh, when they allowed Jordan to get a, a layup within four seconds after Stockton had hit his three-pointer. But, no, I, I agree completely with your list, uh, Gordon. I think you were right on. This is just a personal curiosity, so I hope uh, people out there listening uh, also find it interesting. Are there stats kept on referees, and is that up to your crew? It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, we've been keeping stats on referees for a long time, and it's nothing that's ever published, but the league reviews it and uh, indicates, you know, they, they can cause some fines, they can change uh, work assignments, they can suspend officials, they can do whatever. But on just about, I would say probably 80% of the stats we keep, we list what official was involved in that particular play. So a travel called tonight will, in the official book, say which official called the travel. For, it will. Yeah. It will. It'll, it'll, it'll identify who called what fouls and where the foul was called at, caught, or called at and what part of the game. So, like I say, 80, 80, 85% of the stats we keep has the official tied to, to that event. So you can give up names if you want, but <laughs> if you don't want to – are, are there officials that when you see they're involved in a jazz game, you kind of roll your eyes a little bit? You know, we used to, uh, when we back in the days when we all got together and ate in the press room together, 
we'd find out who the uh, officials were going to be, and we could pretty much say whether or not we thought we were going to win that home game or not that night before the game even started. <laughs> there, there was officials who had reputations for uh, protecting or uh, helping out the, the superstars. There were officials who were much better to have uh, make the calls at home. There were officials who came in that were more in favor of visiting teams. And so you can almost say, who's the official crew? Oh, man, we're going to lose, you know? So that used to be the case. I don't think this is much anymore. you got too many new officials, and, and they're not seem to be so set in their ways as they used to be. Ron, you didn't ask us to bring this up. Uh, but we have talked about it in the past, and I've read a good chunk of it. You've got a book that you've written about all your time covering or working for the Utah Jazz, and the first chapter is It Was a Push-Off is chapter yeah. one. Uh, tell us about your book. Well, I, 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 I don't promote it. I mean, I, I typically give it away to people that are interested in it now. To me, it was just kind of documenting my my 40 years with with the Jazz. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it was a push-off. I mean, I, I got a, in, that book, in the book, I got a still picture of, of uh, Jordan's hand on the back of, of Russell's hip. And just before he, Russell goes flying out and Jordan takes a, you know, a step and makes a shot. So, yeah, from my standpoint, it definitely was a push-off. But my book also states that uh, I I don't think you ever lose a game on the last-second shot. It happened somewhere along earlier in the game that allows you to be in that position to lose the game on that last-second shot. And in this case, it was uh, Jordan scoring with only four seconds. Ron, what's your opinion on the way the game has changed, and uh, specifically all the great shooters and the emphasis on shooting? What do you make of it? I absolutely love it. I mean, I think it's much more fan excitement. Uh, you know, it used to be, and it's it's funny how that this the era has gone. You know, in order to win it all before, you needed the, the big man, you needed the the Will Chamberlain, you needed the Kareem, you needed Willis Reed, you needed that big man that could score down low, and then it kind of moved out where you needed that power forward. Power forward was everything, and then it was more, you know, shooting guards and that sort of thing. And now it's everybody. You know. If you don't have five guys that, on the floor that can shoot the, the three-pointer, you may not be able to win that night because everything's about the three-pointer. It, it's amazing. You know, uh, Sloan used to always uh, beat down the idea, I want you to get a shot the closest to the basket if you can. If you can make a layup, you're going to make me a happy man. If you're going to make a 10-foot gun shot, I'll be almost as happy. If you get out about 15, 20 feet and start shooting and miss it, I'm going to be upset. Now you come down on a fast break, there's, there's nobody looking to pass the ball to the middle to get a layup. They're stopping and pulling up the three-point. They have the three-pointer, and everybody can do it. Last thing here, uh, Ron, tonight's game, Jazz and Nuggets. What stat will we be talking about tomorrow that tells the story of tonight's game? I think it's going to be uh, how well Denver's center plays. <laughs> He's uh, I, I, just, I just don't think, you know, uh, I just don't think we can stop him. You know, I'm not faulting Rudy. He's, he's just too talented. Uh, he just can uh, can shoot the ball and uh, is deadly with it. Uh, if you if you crowd him too much, he's a great passer. He's a good rebounder. He runs the floor. So to me, how many ever how many stats he fills on the on the stat sheet tonight is going to determine whether or not the Jazz win. Ron, thanks for a few moments. Uh, we'll do it again soon, and you be well. We didn't get well, much on the uh, the uh, bubble, but we can do that another time, perhaps. Yeah, we'll check back in with you and get the nightmares no, of living I, in the hotel. Let me hear it now. Okay, yeah, tell us. What, what, what did, did you do? Yeah, what? Tell us about that. 
So just real quickly, we, we did we did four we we didn't keep the stats just for the Jazz. We kept the stats for every team that was down there. Uh, you would just get a stat sheet uh, out first thing uh, spreadsheet first thing on Monday morning, and it would list all your games for the week. Sometimes there was no games in a day. Sometimes there was two games in a day. In 62 days, my crew did 49 games. So to put that in perspective, normally a home season is 41 games spread over 71 or, or over seven months, and we did 49 in 62 days. So it was it was fun to be part of history. Uh, we didn't play as much as I had hoped we would have. I was kind of looking at it being a a vacation to Disney World and doing some stats every once in a while. Instead, I was doing all stats and wishing you were somewhere else besides Disney World. <laughs> so, but anyway, it, it was a real experience. The NBA, when they kind of sent out a survey to who would be interested in coming, and we indicated our interest, they were they jumped all over it. It made me feel really good. It was a real compliment to to my crew that uh, they wanted us there. And I don't know if it was because of the number of years we've done the stats or how accurate they think we do the stats, but I heard from Chris Beresford, who's the senior manager of, of NBA basketball operations, I heard from him daily when I told him we were interested in, and he wanted to know, are you coming, are you coming, are you coming, are you coming? And finally it was like, when I said, yeah, we're coming, he says, well, good thing, because I've already started scheduling games for you. <laughs> so it was, it was really nice to, to be uh, feel like you were wanted. Was the food as bad as everyone made it out to be? It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's kind of like, how can it be this bad? And the worst thing of the whole experience was is we had to quarantine a week here at home before we flew down there. And then we had to quarantine a week, seven days, in your hotel room without leaving. Once, once you got there, wow. Once you got there. And you're thinking, that can't be that bad. You know, I'll bring some video games. I'll, I'll uh, you know, watch some TV, some movies. I'll do something. But you did not leave that room. They had, they had like 20 towels for you so you didn't have to leave the room or have anybody bring you towels. They delivered your food for you, cold and, and undercooked and terrible. And you were seven days in that room. And then I'll tell you, when we got out of there, it was like getting out of prison. Sounds like Alcatraz, yeah. What, what, yeah. Once, you were, once you were acclimated, what did you do in your downtime? Uh, same sort of thing. I mean, it was, it was the hottest time of year they were having. They originally told us we were going to get uh, be able to golf, bowl, play ping pong, Go swimming, but once the uh, officials and the players got there, all that went out the window. So they got to do that, but we didn't get to do any of that. So it was basically do your games. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't socialize with the other members of the stack crew. I mean, I had three of my guys down there. We couldn't go fraternize in anybody's room because that was off limits. Uh, we had to go, you know, set somewhere outside or whatever and just talk. There wasn't a whole lot to do. So it was, you know, you kind of kept your busy doing other things, and it was almost uh, a delight to be able to have to go do a jazz game because it gave you something to do. One of those things that you're you're glad you have the stories and the experience, but maybe would pass the next time, huh? Uh, you know, I, I, again, I think because it was part of the history and, and, and bringing the, the jazz back, you know, the, the whole NBA back and restarting it, that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd do it again. If I did, <laughs> I, I, I'd have to have some real surety that we could do something with our downtime. Well, I will say this. It, it lifted the spirits of a lot of people who were eager to see some real basketball again. So, you know, and it, was, it was an interesting uh, thing to have when you got to the playoffs. There really wasn't a home court advantage, you know? I mean, they all played in the same arena. There was no fans. You had your digital fans screaming in the background. 
but there was really no home court advantage. And so, I mean, that's what you play for in the, in the, uh, the whole season is to get that home court advantage, have your fans there to make some noise and make you familiar with the, the, the court you're playing on. But everybody was familiar with the court and nobody had any fans. He's Ron Beck. You can find him on Twitter at Jazz Stats. Ron, thanks for some time. We'll do it again. All right. Take care, guys. Be well. Uh, Gordon, I asked him what one stat might tell tonight's story, and, and real quick, he said uh, how Nikola Jokic's yeah. stat line looks will tell the story. Do you do you agree that he's just too good for even a guy like Rudy Gobert to no, contain? No, because there have been times when Rudy's done all right against him, you know. That last game, I think, if my memory serves right, Jokic got uh, got the benefit, uh, got got the better of it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in that matchup, and it'll be a lot of fun to see because the Nuggets have played so well, even without Jamal Murray. So Jazz aren't the Jazz right now, and but but it's still fun to watch. Yeah, he had 47 points. Uh, the last time the Jazz and Nuggets squared off, did Nikola Jokic? I don't think he could play much better than he did in that game. It was it was really fun. It was fun to watch, and he is a fun player to watch. Uh, versus Gobert in his career, he does average three and a half more points per game, but he shoots the same, he rebounds the same, uh, like the percentages and things like that. So he just gets a couple more points, and that tends to be the difference. They have beat the Jazz once this year. The Jazz got the first one, and this will uh, decide the season series. Coming up next, more of Gordon's List. We have some more things to touch on on the list. A few, yeah. We'll get to that. Coming up at 4 o'clock, NBA Assist with Howard Beck. Want to remind you about S&S Roofing. Uh, uh, They've got their spring sale going on now. You do not want to miss out on that. Uh, And if I could find the actual words to say. Brought to you, their huge spring sale event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. More next of the big. To help you earn your degree faster from Western Governors University, WGU is online, accredited, and affordable. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30 30- Point belt. Utah Jazz have a home game tonight against the Denver Nuggets. No Donovan Mitchell, no Mike Conley, no Jawan Morgan, but probably Adoka Azabuki as he returns from a right severe ankle sprain. The Nuggets will be without, obviously, Jamal Murray, P.J. Dozier, and uh, Zeke is day-to-day and questionable. But Nikola Jokic v. Gobert tonight. Derek Favors was on the big show yesterday. And Gordon asked him about the Jazz and their hopes of uh, completing that goal of winning a title. No, I think we can definitely make a deep run in the playoffs, and I think we can continue to get better, um, especially on the defensive end and on the, and on the offensive end. Now, I think we haven't reached our full potential yet. And um, especially when Mike comes back, when, when Donovan comes back, you know, I think we'll be a scary team in the playoffs to play against. Jazz Nuggets tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off right here on The Zone. Your Jazz at 30 updates brought to you by Syringa Networks. Uh, 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 uh. 
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks to Ron Beck, Jazz Stats on Twitter, and uh, he's the, the runs the crew of statisticians each and every night here at Vivint Arena. That was a good, fun conversation last segment. If you missed it, head to 1280thezone.com momentarily. It'll be up there. Gordon, uh, it is Friday, and uh, we did a lot of uh, talking in the first hour at and around and past each other. <laughs> but it but, was – but honestly – People, and maybe we got a little heated or a little emotional, but it wasn't. I just want to say, Gordon and I are fine. Yeah, we're, we are good. Hey, and I have since, during the break, done some study. And Austin, yes, you are correct that the subconscious mind <laughs> does have an impact on the conscious mind. However, <laughs> and, and I will admit that, you know, I am human. I, I reconsidered well, this. Uh, yeah, I am not a robot. I am human. I do have a subconscious However, the conscious mind is the part of your mind that is the decision-making center. It's your active willpower, and that's where you think logically and critically. Yes, we all have subconscious, and Uh we all have things that happen in our lives that do affect us. But I read this article. It said, some people quite incorrectly believe that we are not responsible for our subconscious mind and so cannot control it. This is simply not true. We can control by at least parts of it. Yeah, sure. That's what this says. And, and then it gets into five steps. <laughs> what five steps? Five what? steps you can take to control your subconscious oh, mind. Oh, all right. All right? I've been doing gonna, this for 28 years. You, 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 can, you can stop and breathe. Okay. So stop and breathe for a minute. <sighs> Meditation. That's hokum. Mantras. What is that? I don't know. Like a motto? <laughs> So, yeah, something you repeat. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Four, yoga. Pass. And five, take time to yourself. I'll take that. Yeah. And, and, and and really become a champion of yourself. <laughs> and so, Celebrate yes, yourself. So I've come to realize that, yes, <laughs> I am influenced by my subconscious. But you still can't control it. Well, I'm not saying you can control it completely, but as far as critical thinking goes – about the way you view what's happening on a basketball court, that part of it, I think, can be controlled. And if none of that makes any sense to you, then you missed our (laughs) heated discussion earlier and uh, where I was denying being a human being. And Austin was saying that I didn't understand English. Was one of the steps there to breathe? Yes. (laughs) I don't know what that is. But uh, I just, I I opened Twitter and went, Oh man, people think we hate each other. We got to make sure everyone understands we're cool. Everybody so. I have ever done a show with, and the list is about fifty-five by now. Uh, I have always, at one point or another, had a heated discussion with them, and that's the beauty of it, folks. That is the beauty of it. Sorry right. if it was awkward at points, but years. my wife yelled at that. She yelled at both of us. Well, when, when and look, 
Lisa, when Lisa speaks, <laughs> I will listen. Okay. When you speak, I'll try. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. What else is on Donovan the list? Donovan Mitchell though? addressed the Utah graduates virtually last night. I didn't see it. I read a few things from it. Yeah, it seemed it sounded like what you would expect Donovan Mitchell to say to a bunch of college grads. You think he wrote it? Oh. Yeah, I, 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 I just wondered. Yeah, I, I think he did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that, but it's it, it, Mitchell's a very thoughtful dude, and I don't think he graduated from college himself, but he, he has experienced a lot in life, and he's obviously one of the best in the world at what he does, and if you have somebody like that, then, yeah, it might be a good idea to, to give, him a, give him a listen. So that happened virtually. Hopefully we'll get to a point where we don't have to deal with virtually uh, so much of the time. Hopefully but, we get to a point where we don't have to deal with graduations. Yep. You're not a fan. Oh. Well, 600 well, people? We have to hear each and every one of their names? Look, I, I, I'll say it this way. Can we just shorten the, the speeches? Can we just shorten them? Or just only do speeches. Or throw in a joke. Or, Please. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, one of those flowers that squirts water would be better. I don't know. So anyway, but I'm sure Donovan did great. Do you think BYU can continue what it did this past year, namely lead players to the NFL? They had five draft picks, and then they signed, uh, had some free agent signings. Uh, they tied, according to a list I saw, they tied for the most in the West. Um, you think they can keep that up? Or is this just a, a freak year? Uh, well, this year, we all can look at that schedule, and you've been all, all, all over this from the beginning. That 11-1, and one, that's somewhat helped by the people they, and, and players and uh, size of teams they were playing, right, last year, the 11-1? and one. It helped their success, yes. I don't... And I think that helped their microscope uh, or people magnified their attention on BYU because they actually were playing a season. So and these you, guys got to the NFL. And so are you saying that those five draft picks would not have been draft picks had they not played that schedule? You know, I think Brady, Christensen, Zach Wilson, and Kyrus Tonga were all going to already be NFL players. Uh, I think Brady, and rightfully so, I think his draft stock rose more than it would have if there had not been a season. I think he's a fifth or sixth rounder if there's not a season last year. Uh, and, but he got into the third round. Zach Wilson, I certainly don't think would have been a first-round pick, and obviously not second overall. But that what helped. What if they had played their original schedule? Well, oh, I mean, yeah, on paper it's, it's always hard. Say. Yeah, it's hard to say because I think the reason Zach Wilson climbed as high as he did was because those scouts were studying film, and obviously it was film to study. <laughs> yeah, obviously you look at the opponents, and they're not as good. But maybe some of his teammates weren't as good either. So you can go back and forth on that. But I, a guy like Dax Milne and Chris Wilcox, I think they were probably free agent guys, and they benefited and got drafted. Hmm. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see because Kalani Sataki has stressed this because when he was at Utah, obviously his influence was was felt, and the Utes have done a really terrific job of putting guys in the league. But I, I just wonder, this is something Kalani stressed from the early time at BYU, and it certainly paid off this year. I, I think talent is discovered. Uh, I, let me say this the way I really mean it. I, I I think those guys could have been drafted with the original schedule. You think so? I, I'm guessing, but I... All five of them? Because I think the top three for sure. Uh, 
I'm not sure. I, I don't know whether Dax Milne would have been drafted yeah. or not. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. He had a, he had such a terrific year, but I'm assuming against college opponents, he he probably could have done a lot of those same things. I don't think BYU would have gone 11 and one, but uh, they could have seen success. And so now it'll be interesting moving forward yeah, whether for they sure. continue that trend. Austin, do you know that Salt Lake City is ranked as the fourth best city for playing pickleball? For pickleball? Yeah. I know that my dad and uncle have really gotten into pickleball. Really? I've never played. We heard from Sam Amick, speaking of the bubble, told us about how he would go play pickleball with the the NBA referees. Have you ever played it? I haven't. I've, uh, not I've had the played it a couple times. Is it fun? It was fun. Yeah, it's fun. But you got to understand... I've got hand-eye coordination that, you know, like like just off the charts. Uh-huh. <laughs> movement is really not my strength anymore, but good hand-eye. I think isn't movement part of pickleball? <laughs> I'm quite confusing the issue of facts Oh, here, sorry, you know? sorry. Yes, uh, uh, the, the anyway, eye coordination. The point is that pickleball <laughs> is fun, and apparently it's just growing like crazy. And, uh, and, and Salt Lake City is a hotbed for this. You know who I think would really love pickleball? Jake Scott. He'd probably be good at it. He's a former tennis player. It seems like uh, old souls really like pickleball. <laughs> Younger people can play it, too. They can. But I, I, I'll bet if we went out to six pickleball courts right now, and the average age would at least be 62. That's not a bad or a good thing. I'm I, just think, I think younger people can play it, too. No, they can. I mean, but <laughs> do. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't study. It, I would love to. I would love to go play it. My dad never invites me. Is he good? He goes. He goes three times a week. Oh, really? He's probably probably is trying out for the professionals well, or he's, something. He's loving it. Well, yeah. number one is Riverside, California. <laughs> Nobody's idea of a garden spot, but the Riverside's good for you know for being Riverside. <laughs> Phoenix is second, and Vegas is third. And your Salt Lake Vegas City, and Phoenix. Your Salt Lake City is number four. That's why don't you just stick your head in the oven? You're gonna go play pickleball in Phoenix and Vegas. Yeah, play it in the morning, play it in the evening. Oh, I would. Yeah, probably after 11 p.m. and before 3 a.m. That would be the only, unless <laughs> unless you're a lizard or a tortoise. How could you enjoy that? I have a friend who who just uh, his family just built two pickleball courts on their on their land here in Utah. Yeah. Oh, I don't have friends that can afford that. So. Bees baseball is back, Austin. Woo-hoo! How many times are you going to go to the ballpark this year? Uh, well, I've ac- I've made a goal ten, ten minimum that I'm going to take. Not just me, but my wife, my daughter. We're going to go have a good time. How many home games are there? About oh, seven. I think it's different is this it, year. Is it? But each each series is six games long, mm-hmm. so it's longer home stands. Uh, so I, there's plenty of opportunity to get out there and get to the ballpark. Uh, and last night was a fun, fun, fun broadcast. Eric wanted to play this soundbite for us. Pitch to Renjifo. That's driven into deep right center field. Reddick going back. It's up there. It's out there. And it's gone. Luis Renjifo with the first home run of 2021 for the Bees. And now it's a one-run game at 5-4. to four. Uh, Unfortunately, the Bees fell short in the ninth inning. Lost five to four. It doesn't really matter that much. And that's the whole point is yeah. you're out at the ballpark. Yeah. Or And I listened to the game in my car last night, at least the ending of it, and listening to Steve Klauke call a ball game, life is right again. I, I couldn't agree more. Just listening to that. Can we hear that one more time, Eric? <laughs> it's like it's like music to my ears. Pitch to Renjifo. 
That's driven into deep right center field. Reddick going back. It's up there. It's out there, and it's gone. Luis Renjifo with the first home run of 2021 for the Bees. And now it's a one-run game at 5-4. to four. And the crowd. It it's was a good there, crowd last it's night. It's out there, and it's gone. And a little, <laughs> little peek behind the curtain. He got so excited there. You can hear the audio, like, cracks. I had to, to physically, like, he, he was at about the level you guys are at right now. But he, he, blew he went out, David Locke on it, He, he? blew <laughs> out the mic with that call. He was so excited. I, I, I love that call. How often are you getting out there? Okay, so let's, let's make a commitment. Yeah, I'm going 10 minimum. I, I don't know if I'll get out there 10. I, I'm looking it goes for, till August. I, I'm looking for a number that I am willing to completely commit to. Five. So can I say between five and ten? Uh, at least five. <laughs> I'm going to completely commit to a number between five and ten. That's not the same thing. Well, at least five. <laughs> All right, minimum five. Minimum five. You're busier than I am. Uh, but but it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun to go out there, especially if you're with someone you like. You know. Well, yeah. I don't. I would recommend not going with someone you dislike. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care who wins? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can go ahead. If you're a fan, go ahead and root for the home team. Yeah. Well, that's the point is anytime I think that I'm in fan mode and I'm at a game, I find myself pulling for a side. Okay. And I, I you know, my I would kids, say that I like the bees to win. I'm telling you right now, and I know I'm weird on this, and it gets back to our original conversation. I'm with, my kids always ask me when I'm watching a game between two teams that have nothing to do with us here, who are you rooting for? And I always say, I don't care. And it gets and they get so mad because they want they want me to root for someone and I, I don't. But I love going to that ballpark. I love just being at a baseball game. It's fun. I, you know, I just I, I, I like sitting down and just the sounds and sights and smells. You know, the most gra- smells. The, yeah. the, the, the <laughs> sometimes sometimes you get next to the never mind. But yeah, most smells are welcome. Uh, how are they doing it out there this year? Are they spread the smells. People? I'm no. not sure. <laughs> are they spreading people out? Yeah, I don't know, honestly. I haven't looked into the info on that. Eric, do you have an answer? Yeah, Steve was saying they're spreading people out into pods of two, so you can buy tickets in pods of two, four, and six. Gotcha. And then they sit you, and there's no concession line, so it's all via mobile ordering. Oh, cool. On the boat, at oh. the ballpark. According you- to Steve Clark. Is that something that's going to be sticking around? You know? I hope so, because I've ordered food here at the arena a few times uh-huh. this jazz season. Uh-huh. It is slick. It is really, it's smooth. You just punch it up on the phone? Bring it up on your phone. It tells you when it's ready. You go grab it. There's no standing in line. You have to stick around and hang out with 94 strangers all waiting to eat. Okay, so there have been so many negatives to having COVID-19, obviously. So many. What are the best things? Think that will come yeah. out of this? Is this one of them? That's one uh, of them. The biggest one for me is the meetings. Not having to be at meetings in offices. Exactly. Uh, we do this staff meeting every Friday here on the zone, uh, operations meeting, I should say. And a guy like Jake Scott or me, we have to come down for a 9 a.m. meeting on Friday, but then our show isn't till 2 p.m. Mm. Now we can do it on Zoom. That, that's, I think, a big I th- benefit. I think I read somewhere that half. Even as people are being vaccinated and people are feeling more, a little more comfortable about getting out and about that half the people in their work are still doing it from home. I think that's kind of cool. I, yeah. you know, I, I'll bet it helps uh, a, a business's bottom line. 
If if some were if it, let's say some accountant firm was leasing a tenth floor office in Manhattan, and they discovered that their employees can do just as well from home, that's going to help their bottom line. Not have that in a as a as an expense, right? My last question okay. on my list: Are you missing football? Who? Football. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, Am I obviously FCS was going on. And uh, and Weaver got eliminated the way they did, but uh, did and and I did sample that. I, I mean, I didn't study it, but I sampled it. Sure. And I'm just wondering, we're getting to that time of year, and I know the playoff NBA playoffs are coming up, and people, sports fans around here, will be able to dive into that. Anybody missing football? Did the draft spark that in you? Not me, not me. I, it's the same for me. I I like football. I just at times love football. I never dislike football, but it's also kind of like I'm really focused on the Jazz and the Angels right now, and I'm good. The NHL playoffs are right around the corner. Football will have its day soon enough. Eric? I miss football. I miss football so much. I miss football every day. Football isn't on the air. I love football. You just had four and a half days of it last week. I like football. <laughs> we talked about football for four and a half days last week. You didn't even watch any football be played. Yeah, but still, no. football's fun. <laughs> I, I like not, football. I, I love football. I have not seen the ratings on the draft. They 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 have to be high, right? I haven't looked. That's I, bet, I, I don't bet. think they. I didn't see anything, but I I they're never suit like I never, astronomical. And I'm not the guy to ask. I don't watch the draft. Well, I've been the highest of every like major sports draft that's televised, but it's it doesn't compare to like you know. Primetime broadcast. Well, I mean, look, Jake and I were studying this out, and we saw a list that said something like the top 70 television shows of last year were football games, NFL games. That's right. Super Bowl number one, obviously. Oh, yeah. All right. uh, Time for a tri-day trading update on the other side. We'll get to that uh, market update at 4 o'clock. After that is Howard Beck for the NBA Daily Assist. And I got to remind you about Mother's Day coming up in two days. So you really only have today and tomorrow to get your shopping done for most the, the most part, and that includes at Minky Couture. May 9th is Mother's Day this Sunday. The best blanket ever is also the gift best gift ever. Sandy and her staff are doing it right, giving you 50% off when you mention Zone 50 at a store or online at MinkyCouture.com. Promo code Zone 50, 50% off. Minky Couture for Mother's Day. It's Minky Couture. More next here on The Big Show. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Again, a reminder is a local band, Choir Boy. You can find their uh, their songs at choirboy.bandcamp.com. Looks like they've got seven different albums. 
you can uh, go on through. And Gordon knows the uh, the guitarist Michael Paulson's family. Uh, and so Choir Boy is our band of the day. Brought to you by Live Nation. Get uh, the latest tour dates and artist insight at livenation.com. Choirboy.bandcamp.com. I like the sound, Gordon. Yeah. It's kind of easy yeah. listening. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, it's time for a trydaytrading.com market update. Now anybody can be a day trader. Visit trydaytrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? All thumbs up today, Austin. The Dow was up over 229 points. Woohoo! The Nasdaq was up over 119 points. That sounds promising. And the S&P was up nearly 31 points. I'm learning something about these. The S&P is always a, a smaller number. Is that yes. okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because NASDAQ and, D, and uh, DJIA, Dow Jones, they're always in the hundreds. But S&P is always in the double digits. Uh, it's, it's not always that way. It's just yeah. the totals. The totals in the Dow, 34,777.76. The NASDAQ, 13,752.24, and the S&P, 4,232.60. All right. There you go. The trydaytrading.com market update every day at 350-ish <laughs> here on the big show. By the way, 855-340-ZONE, a four-pack to tomorrow night's Bees game against the Reno Aces at Smith's Ballpark. 855 855- Three four zero zone color twelve. We'll get that four pack. Eric will get your name and email address, and we'll get you taken care of. Four pack to tomorrow night's bees game. Did our did our contestant our, our contest winner who got the four pack for naming Jake's baby? Uh, did, did they enjoy themselves? They never answered me. So the runner up got the tickets. Oh, so butter butter <laughs> didn't win the contest, but they got the tickets as the runner up. I talked with Jake about that. Did you? Yeah, you got a laugh out of it. Hanson so. Scott, his new his new baby daughter, Hanson <laughs> Scott. It's a beautiful name. And no, and apparently no Butter Butter Scott. Well, yeah. well, that was still the runner up. Hanson was the official winner. Just Butter got to go to the game. Okay. <laughs> All right. More of this, not really. Up on the other side, Howard Beck, a fine name, will join us from Sports Illustrated. Stay tuned. Gordon Monson, Austin Horton. This is the Big Show.